We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helton. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Thursday, December 28th edition of the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Um, Tim Heaney's with me today, like every Thursday. And this will be our last Thursday, Tim. Our last, oh, you know, not that is is hopefully people are listening, even if they're not playing week 17, which they shouldn't be. So they should that that's petition your commissioner immediately after the season's done. Yeah. We will get into why as we go through game by game on week <laughs> 17. Um, Because there's a lot of ridiculousness and confusion and all that. But just for to clarify, no Thursday games, no Saturday games, no Monday games, no Sunday night games, just Sunday afternoon, seven early games, nine late games with the late games all having playoff implications. The early games that do have playoff implications involve the Patriots and Steelers. Um, But they're basically if Patriots win, they're the one seed. If they lose and the Steelers win, then the Steelers are the one seed. But the Steelers playing the Browns, the Patriots playing the Jets, both at home (laughs) uh, should be pretty chalky. Those games. Two things I want to talk about before we get started. First, has there ever been a bigger fuss over a guy who played 40 snaps in 15 games than James Harrison signing with the Patriots? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, James Harrison has the personality that media people like to quote. So I guess that's why they follow him. And, you know, this is, you know, it's one of those it's one of those Patriots moves. Capital P, capital M. You know, they scout the opponent. 
by signing a next player type of thing. Yeah. So now, not that they really didn't need it as much because they won. Although maybe you could argue because it was on, you know, a questionable call that that they might need a little extra help here. But you know, gotta keep the back pages rolling somehow. I guess <laughs> probably just getting in the Steelers' heads, if anything. I don't know. Yeah. It's just silly. It's Weird. so silly. Well, and then again, they do have some injuries to the front seven. So yeah, you know, there's a little bit, little bit of a need there, maybe. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is before we get to football, and I promise to keep this quick, everybody. Um, I saw you chatting on Facebook about the Last Jedi the other night. Yeah, I, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but you throw it out there, and you're going to get some conversation with people. Yeah, a little obsessed with it. I was a little. <laughs> I, I mean, I've you know watched the movie since I was a kid, and I'm a fan. I'm not. I'm not obsessed, but I like them. I, you know, I knew I was going to see this movie within the first few days because I didn't want to find out anything and all that. Right. I again, I shrugged my shoulders. It was fun. Really? Yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I came yeah. to? I talked about it after the movie with someone, and I did the same thing with The, with the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And I, what I've come to is that I don't like Kylo Ren as a character. I understand that, yeah. he's different than Darth Vader. I understand that he's conflicted and imperfect and all that, that he's not supposed to be this, you know, this completely terrifying villain. But I never – every time I look at Kylo Ren, I go, they're going to beat him. It's easy. It's no problem. <laughs> well, you were supposed to show you – know, he was supposed to be kind of getting a little stronger in this one. I won't spoil anything else. But I mean I see a lot of articles coming up that the, the Star Wars franchise currently has a, has a villain problem. So okay. I, don't, I don't know. Um, and a lot of people think he's a very good actor, which I'm not necessarily I, I, arguing. I happen to like Adam Driver the more I, I see of him. I, I think the Kylo Ren part that he's playing – what they want him to go for, I think he's doing it well. Mm-hmm. But is that the right direction they should be going in? Is, yeah. is the question there. But Mark Hamill was incredible. Yeah. Um, it was actually my second favorite of the series. Um, I might get some flack for that. I, I have Empire first, Last Jedi second, wow. Star Wars. Um, I, don't know, I, I just think that you know the new crop of heroes is, is, is pretty good. I like. I think Ray's just a, a nice. You know, she's incredible. I love her. I think she's great. Yeah. I mean, the Carrie Fisher stuff, you know, nice to see her in her, you know, last role alive being this. And I don't know how they're going to handle some of that in, the, in any way, the rest of this, the franchise. But, you know, interesting to find out where the directions we go from here. Yep. All right. And we can talk a little more off air about some specifics. But um, I, yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was good. That's all. That's where I was on it. I haven't written my thesis on it yet. I guess I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Um, if you need us on Twitter for week 17 or anything else, Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at Jay Helpin 37. You can also tweet us at Rotowire and get the player updates, which there are many this week if you're confused about some people at Rotowire NFL. And you can always find us on Facebook. Um, uh, let's start the early games. Most of the early games are meaningless in, in real football terms, right? which could lead to uncertain usage of people, if that's a fair thing to say. Um, first let's start Green Bay, Detroit. Um, Jordy Nelson didn't practice Wednesday. We don't know his status. Devontae Adams still in the concussion protocol. Uh, you know, still Brett Hundley and no Aaron Rodgers. Um, the one guy I would think, I, I think if I was playing week 17, Kenny Galladay's starting to come around again a little bit, isn't he? Yeah. And I think Detroit being out of it, kind of seeing what he has more. So I like that. I mean, I love Jamal Williams in the setup as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no Aaron Jones, most likely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kenny Galladay, last two games, five targets, eight targets, and he's got four receptions in each one. Um, Packers have been no good. 
against opposing wide receivers, against other opposing passing games. So uh, Kenny Galladay, in addition to, you know, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. Yeah, yeah. You want to, you know, those are, they're very nice plays this week. Better, better than normal, I guess. Um, Houston Indy, uh, TJ Yates, we're getting TJ Yates again. Um, Sadly. Could you play the color? If you play in week 17, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's a wacky, weird week. (laughs) Could you look and go, Colts defense, sure. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) GPP. Okay. Although, although it might be chalky GPP if people are trying to, you know, go against the grain a bit, but. I don't know. The Colts are, are a team that really doesn't generate many turnovers. I mean, I, I know people say, oh, matchup up, up against a bad quarterback, but I think it's one of those cases where you don't want to overrate the matchup because I think it'll just be either a, a lot of good offense or just a lot of, you know, a lot of defensive stuff. So I don't know. It's I see if it's like a top 15 ranking you want to go with them, but if I, it's a it's a if the price is right type of thing. Okay. And you need, you need to, set, to set a lineup around with, with something with a cheaper defense, I guess, in, D, in, G, in DFS. I am looking at FanDuel, as yep, and they are predict forty three hundred. They're down near the bottom. The minimum price four thousand. That's still that's still kind of high for them, though. No, sorry, the Browns are three thousand. Everybody's yeah. four thousand, then the Browns are three thousand. <laughs> yeah, so that's still kind of high for the Colts. They're they're packed in that little you know that that group of eh. Right. Know. All right. And I still don't understand. I mean, I I know Frank Gore is still decent, but all year, like at some point, don't you guys want to use Marlon Mack? Right. Well, maybe maybe a new coaching staff will. I mean, <laughs> right. it, it, this this one seems like you know lame duck or whatever. So, yeah. all right. Um, Bears Vikings at Minnesota. So the Vikings lock up the number two seed. In, they are the number two seed now. They will lock up the number two seed if they beat the Bears, or if the Saints win, or if the Panthers <laughs> lose, or and Tim did all his work by the way. I didn't. Or if the Rams win. I mean, basically, they're going to beat the Bears, and that's that. I would hope so. That, yeah, that would be that would be a bad sign for the playoffs if that happened. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it, this should be a pretty steamroll type of game for them, like you say. Yeah, <laughs> Derek and I were talking Tuesday about, um, I think Fanduel pricing digs above Thielen. You buy that? Uh. I think maybe if they're matching him up with the, the Bears cornerbacks, I think maybe Diggs has a little bit more of the upside just for that sake. But, yeah, I mean, Thielen's been more so the guy all year. Diggs has been the one that's kind of been hot lately. Uh, he's not really doing much with the you know average reception distance type of stuff. He's only mm-hmm. had 10.7, 6, and 12 in the last three weeks. Uh, you know, Thielen has been the guy that they've sent downfield most of the year. He's... I think he's still ranking among the leaders in yards per target, if I'm not mistaken. But I think uh, that's true. Yep. Yeah, nine nine yards per target, Thielen. Uh, you know, there's he's had a little bit of a, a tough one last couple of weeks, though. I'm I, and I haven't really been able to put my finger on it as much as uh, you know, why Diggs has kind of been good. I, I think maybe Thielen's getting more attention. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe you know he's working out of the, out of the slot, so that's not the easiest thing to do is to pay more attention, pay more attention to the slot guy, but. Um, I think Thiel, this is a great week to buy Thielen, I think, in DFS when he's priced. He's, he's off two down games, yeah. Right. Okay. But, um, I mean, basically, you want to buy, you, you buy all your Vikings to some level. I mean, every, everybody's in play and looks uh-huh. really good. Um, yeah. uh, Jets, Pats. So if this is in New England, Pats lock up the one seed uh, if they win the game or if the Steelers just can't ima- can't see a, a reasonable path to the Pats losing this one to Bryce Petty. One would hope not. 
Are you, if you, if you were playing Wii 17, and I know I'm going to say this 15 times, maybe I should just stop. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's the copy and paste of the, of the yes. deck. Yeah. Bilal Powell, <laughs> are, are you 19 for 145 on the ground last week with a touchdown? Um, much tougher game. I mean, the Chargers you would have thought was tough, but, but volume-wise, w- would you want to jump on Bilal Powell this week? I mean, he had that long touchdown, but he still was pretty solid otherwise than that. Uh, you know, McGuire's I – don't, I don't know if McGuire's going to be, you know, still held back for sickness because he didn't, he didn't touch the ball at all last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if that might – if he comes around and, and feels better, that they'll take a little bit away from Powell. Uh, but I, I would think Powell's probably their best weapon to use either way. I mean, we, we've kind of seen the the carousel of production throughout the year with this with the Jets and – you know, you got to think they wouldn't want to feature Matt Forte as much when they're just kind of testing people out. So a Powell McGuire duo seems pretty solid. Maybe they'll just have Forte with a little bit, you know, of a, of a nominal role and a start or something like that. And yeah, I, I, I think there's there's some upside to it, but you know, the the, the floor is going to be pretty low if, yep. if, if they if they decide to do something else. So do you think if Powell gets 100 yard rushing 100 yards rushing again? that people will be sucked in again for 2018. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say it's the same exact thing last year when he had that. He, he was a leading rusher for like the last four weeks or something or a leading fancy point getter or something. Yeah. Is he in PPR? Well, he sucked us in before the year. Um, I, I, you know, it depends on what happens with Forte. It depends on what happens with McGuire. I, I think that I wanted to have a bad game so I could maybe buy low on him next year. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's too much of a, you know, if the if the demand is too high, I'm not really going to be all about it. But I want to because I, I still believe that there's something there getting him the ball in space properly. You know, it, w- it was a weird type of offense with Josh McCown this year. If, if, he, if he's not back next year, it could change a little bit and they can evolve in a little, a little bit different ways. But I, I think that I, he Powell's one of those players that we run into that divide between whether they should use him more and whether they will use him more mm-hmm. because we always, we look at him every year and go, yeah, he's not bad. You know, he's a pretty good player. He runs well, he catches the ball. And then man, if they use him a little more, he, he's going to be nice, but he's 29 years old and they just don't do it. Right. And I know they have been the last few weeks, but yeah, yeah I, I just, I, I have a hard time at this point. I have a hard time convincing myself that the jets are going to let him touch the ball 250 times ever. You're probably right. Um, you know, you can make the argument that he's 29, but he's had a part-time role most of the time. Yep. So maybe there's some conservation for two more years there. But, you know, Forte's still going. Frank Gore's still going. I'm not saying he's the same mold as any of them, but um, I, I, yeah, is he even older than uh, – Forte's like 30-something, right? I, I, I think forget. so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it could be one of those things where Forte just has played forever and he's not 30 yet. But, uh, yeah, Forte's 32. So – yeah, I, I think he follows a similar mold to Forte, but you know they, they will probably keep him as a as a tandem guy. But I don't know PPR if if he falls deeply enough, I might take that chance at the situations right next year. Right, just just don't everybody. If he has a big game this Sunday, don't fall into that fifth sixth round trap again. He he's still averaging four point four yards per carry this year. I know, it's solid. I mean, he's I good. Mean, I like yeah. I like the player. I get it. Yep. I just know that if I draft him in the sixth round next year. I'm going to, you know, in, in the first after four weeks, I'm going to go. All right. He only has he, he, he only has 22 carries. <laughs> what I think, I, yeah, I think we've learned with those middle round running backs to really kind of play them a little better since in the last few years. I think that, you know, oh, it, it's not like, oh, you can you can just piece the committee guy together, draft him early and he'll be fine like a Derrick Henry or Powell. But, you know, who knows what Derrick Henry's future now? But, yeah. uh, 
yeah, but yeah, I, I think the market for running backs is probably gonna be a little saner next year. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Redskins giants, completely meaningless. Uh, Eli Manning, possibly playing his last game at the Meadowlands. Davis Webb's supposed to be active. Not that you were going to play Eli Manning anyway, but if Davis right. Webb's active, you would think there's a halfway decent chance he's going to play a little bit. Yeah, and you have Evan Engram and Sterling Shepard, you know, kind of still hobbling around. Right. I can't, I, I can't imagine the Giants pushing them. I really – I mean, if, if they, it's kind of risky to me to do that, but I don't know. Yeah, Engram's got bruised ribs, and he's, he's making noise saying, I want to play. You know, I, I want to finish yeah. the season strong. I mean, who knows what that means, you know, if, right. because we don't we haven't seen the rib injury, but they probably they probably won't play the full game. I wouldn't think. But uh, but then again, do you want to give Davis Webb a shot with, you know, starting caliber players? That's the problem. So. Red Ellison. There you go. Someone. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about. Uh, oh, Eli Apple. Oh. What a mess that is. Yeah, that was uh, goodness. <laughs> one of the more odd situations. I mean, it, it's even more reason just to love Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah. Because he's still playing for something. I mean, you know. He's still playing to validate my faith in him this year. I loved it. Who's who's and, gonna who's gonna make more been, money? I asked Eric this. Who's gonna make more money? Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G? Uh I, yeah. Um I think Jimmy G, because he you can build around him a little more. Unless you want to say they buy low on him, but yeah, it, it's it's that's tough. I think the, the Garoppolo will get a bigger contract, but maybe Cousins gets the giant front loaded. Right, but. maybe. I wonder, and I'm trying to figure out the options for him. I, you know what? What about, I, know, I guess, a draft? I wonder Cousins? if Kirk, Kirk Cousins to the Giants. What do you think? <laughs> that would be the ultimate stick him to, to Washington. I'm, I'm, those, so, I'm selling myself on this one. Those weapons, when they're all healthy, yep. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I think any quarterback would love to play. I, I mean, Liz has said this a lot of times. Talk, quarterbacks would love to play for the Giants right now if they can actually fix the offense. The personnel is pretty there's, – there's, there's some things to get excited about there. Kirk Cousins, Josh McDaniels, Odell Beckham. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram moving around all over the place Evan again. Evan Ingram, that's, that's right. That's fine. Sterling Shepard as a, as a, you know, a third banana. A, that's fine. As a complimentary, yeah. yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. All right, Dallas-Philly. Uh, Philly's got the top seed. Mm-hmm. So Nick Foles, it sounds like Nick Foles is going to play some, but not enough to where – a fantasy owner should believe that he's going to play the whole game. Oh, it's, it's the Nate Sudfeld show. Yay. Oh God. <laughs> but, but the problem with the problem with what the Eagles are doing here for us, if, if you knew, let, let's take, for example, a game later, the, the Redskins are going to rest Goff, right? So you go, okay, Sean Mannion is going to play. He is going to be yep. the Rams quarterback. Right. Well, for the Eagles, I mean, all these guys, you can see, well, hey, Ertz might play a quarter. And then Trey Burton. Well, you can't play Trey Burton then because he's not going to play the whole game either. So, I mean, I don't know what to do. You can't, you can't play any Eagles. Even for Week 17, you look, got to look at the Eagles and go, I don't want anyone because I don't know who's going to play when. Corey Clement. That's the DFS one right there. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, because just, I, you know, do, I, I still like the talent. I really do. And this is one of those games where he's going to be one of those cheapies probably. And, you know, and he, can, he can catch. He can, you know, he can, he, he's used around the goal line a little bit when they've had the opportunity. So... Yeah, I think that's the only guy I'd probably be really excited about playing. Corey Clement, maybe maybe Blunt if you really want. Fifty one hundred on Fanduel for Corey Clement. Yeah, well they've they've actually priced him up for the possibilities, so maybe it's not the cheapest one, but it's still pretty darn good. Yep, pretty darn good is right. Um, Let's see here. So we did Dallas. Are the the Cowboys going to rest people? Um, I I, I think I feel like I read that a little. I, I can't. I don't know. Elliot's tough. Um, 
I mean, they, they didn't care about him around the goal line last week anyway, so why would you play him? You know? Right. God, I, that, still, that still pisses me off. Yeah, you're angry about that. I can tell. Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, the Des Bryant, they talk about Des Bryant leaving next year, being traded or whatever, um, or cut. That's, you know, interesting. Had to see, you know, they, they might just play him to kind of, you know, try to try to appease him maybe to get him cheap touchdowns at the end of the year, you know, silence him a little bit, but I don't know. They, they, there's some changes at Dallas. And I think I have to change the offense more than they have to change Des to be, to be honest, but okay. I don't know. Linehan needs to, to go. I think they, he had his use, but I think he's running out of, uh, running out of utility with this offense. They need more weapons around us too. Yes, they absolutely do. Cause those, they the do. rest of those guys are, I mean, I like Cole Beasley. He's a nice little player, but come on. They got to sign Jarvis Landry. I think it's the perfect compliment. Wow. That's a nice idea. That's a good idea. I mean, Witten can't really manage the middle of the field anymore. And Beasley, I think it's, I think they can cut Beasley with few dead cap space after this year. So Landry would be the perfect, perfect number two here. Hmm, that's an interesting one. A, one B, I guess even. Right. Cause he's, you know, he's great. So, um, Brown Steelers. So the Steelers, are the two seed in the AFC to get the one? They need to beat the Browns and they need the Jets to beat the Patriots, which is unlikely. Now, here's the thing: so the Patri- the, the Steelers go into this one playing to win, mm-hmm. but what if Mike Tomlin checks the scoreboard yep. at halftime and it's twenty-seven nothing Patriots over the Jets? Does he say, "Hey, <laughs> Ben Le'Veon, sit, get out"? That's my concern. Um, I had I have him as a, a green light initially because you, you're hoping the guys will score early on the Browns, but yeah, I think I think you're kind of right. I think it might be the one of those cases where they'll they'll, they'll do the the flip mid game, and you know maybe it's um, uh, not James Conner, uh, but who's who? Who do they sign to back him up now? Oh goodness, I forget. I don't remember. My not, not just not to say it's a DFS great situation at all. So yeah, I, I I'm not going anywhere. Oh Ridley, Ridley, right, <laughs> right, and and and, and to Saint. Yeah, no, no thanks. No thanks is right. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no Steelers, anyone, uh, and no I, Browns. Maybe, Maybe maybe a juju if it's if the price is right on on Fanduel. Maybe quickly becoming one of my favorite players. It's just fun to say his name for one, and he's he's hysterical. He is. So did you see the the celebration? The other, yeah, the other day. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I didn't get it until he posted it. And yeah. <laughs> it was just good stuff. Um, all right, now we're going to the late game. So we have seven early, nine late, no night on Sunday. Um, before we get to the the, the FanDuel info, uh, Carolina Atlanta is the first late game, and that that that's probably the most interesting one because this, yeah, mm-hmm. both teams there are there are interesting playoff implications. the The Falcons need to win to get in. Um, they could also win if the Seahawks lose to the Cardinals, which doesn't seem like it's likely. Um, mm-hmm. But the Panthers could. The Panthers' likeliest place is number five. But they right. could move up as high as number two if Minnesota loses to the Bears and the Saints lose to the Bucks at Tampa and the Panthers win. Then the Panthers could jump to number two. Probably not going to happen, but you, you would think. Now, they'll know Minnesota's status right. yeah. when they play. So they could still win the division if the Saints lose. So the Panthers, are, the Panthers and Falcons are playing it out here. This is what you, this is what you want to buy for, for, for fantasy this week because yeah. both these teams are going to be charging forward. So Absolutely. And over yeah. under, I need to check here. Probably one of the higher ones, I would think. Probably yeah. one of the higher ones. It is, let's see, Panthers, 
Falcons, where are you here? Falcon, there we go. Oh, it's we don't have them here. Hold on, let's move somewhere else. We've got a little, <laughs> little technical issue. Um, here we are. Panthers, Falcons are. Come on, where are you guys? Forty-six. Actually, that's not that high. No. B- Bucks, Saints is fifty and a half. It, yeah. It's the second highest. Forty-six is the second highest on the slate. Okay. So, so relatively, it's still nice, you know. Right. But yeah, so uh, I mean, and Panthers. So they're not that Demir Bird was some superstar, but your targets are now funneling completely to Funches, Olsen, and McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if one of those other wide receivers picks up a catch here or there, fine, but they're not going to get many. Bird's an interesting player, though, a little bit for like a real life con- yeah. concept. There, I think I think there's a little versatility there. You know. For um, you know, for how t- you know, he, he was basically like what a Curtis Samuel would have offered, kind of. Yes, so, and and I yeah. thought coming into the year we actually might get more out of Bird. Bird got hurt very first second week, something like that. He got hurt. Yep. So uh, yeah, he's fast, and that was too bad that they lost him. Um, yeah. All right. So FanDuel's fantasy football for everyday fans. New contest starting every week with no busted seasons. There's something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from starting at just a dollar. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. Um, this week, so you talked about Corey Clement, which I like. I like that call a lot. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Um, <laughs> I like Joe Flacco. Yeah, well, they have, they have something to play for. So We're getting they, a lot out of Joe Flacco right now. More yes. than people think. The Ravens offense has become better than people think. I, I, you know, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, they, they actually have, you know, Mike Wallace being a useful receiver. They, they, they play the tight ends however they want to play them and not, not good for fantasy most of the time. But, you know, I think Flacco's comfortable with having the tight ends. They're like, you know, his Dennis Pitta being out of the picture. He wants someone like that. Um, you know, Javoris Allen, Buck Allen, still a nice receiver out of the backfield. And, yeah, I think Flacco's just making better decisions. He has, what, two picks in the last six weeks, looks like. So yep. that's, that's pretty good. You know, that's, that's safety. Last four FanDuel, last four games FanDuel points, 18.66, 17.76, 21.82, 17.28 yep. for Flacco. And he's yep. only 7,300 this week. It's a nice little value when you have, like you said, the quarterback uh, questions elsewhere. So. And they're going to kill the Bengals. You would think. Yeah. All right. Um, the high-priced running backs want to warn everybody. Let's, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Top yep. of this food chain. Gurley out. Bell out. We don't know. Kamara, fine. Zeke. Mm-hmm. Questionable, right? Melvin Gordon, very shaky. Oh yeah. Ingram, fine. McCoy, fine. Cream Hunt, probably not playing. Or uh, not no, playing I much. Would, Fournette, so. not playing much. Deion Lewis could get yanked. I mean, there's there is peril yep. among the high price running backs. Yeah, plenty of it. Yep. And uh, you know when he get Kenny and Drake at seven thousand, still seems pretty solid. Yes, he um, does. I think they're going to win that game. Yeah, I like C.J. Anderson to keep his momentum going. Mm-hmm. Happy to own him in a keeper league for the future. Uh, I think there'll be bigger, bigger things ahead. So, what about Mike Davis? Sixty four hundred, not a bad price. Bad. Yeah. We, we. I felt like the last couple of weeks we bought, we bought him, and he disappointed us. Right. But is it sort of the bounce back? Maybe. I still think sixty four is a tad too high for for the for the low floor that he might have. Okay. Arizona, you know, at that Arizona fronts underrated and i think the seattle offense is gonna you know at running game especially the seattle running game against anybody is still weak play that's true 
All right, folks, over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing on FanDuel to take advantage of our special offer for new users. Sign up today, fanduel.com slash RW. You get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than a million dollars in cash prizes, and that's with your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit fanduel.com slash RW, void where prohibited. Thanks, FanDuel. Thanks for a lot of the year, FanDuel, for yeah. for uh, for supporting this podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, all right, more late games. So we mentioned Cincinnati-Baltimore, and I mentioned Flacco, how I like them a lot. Um, for Cincinnati, Joe Mixon shaky again. Um, status shaky, I should say. So this, I mean, right. w- would you want to play Geo against a-, a Ravens team that basically is a win and in? I mean, there's other ways the Ravens could get in. They could get a loss to either Tennessee, by either Tennessee or Buffalo. Um, but would you want to play Geo against them? I think full PPR, I'd be a little bit more confident about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the Ravens still middle middle road against running backs, kind of. Uh, but Bernard, you know, he 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 his his value is accelerated in those PPR games. So, you know, he catches. I want to see what he's catched the last couple of weeks. But he's you know, he's again really kind of going into that mold of, of being that pass catcher. And what what he, he scored last week, I believe, right? And yeah, I mean, he, but then again, he actually has his own ankle injury, so we'll see about that. He said um, he's supposed to play. I think. Yeah, yeah right. he's. He has, two, he has a games of six and seven receptions in two of the last three weeks. So, and he scored the, each of the last two. So, it's funny that week before that when he got the six, it was all it was all blowout based, which could be this. Yep. Basically, they just started yep. dumping him the ball. Right. Exactly. And you know, considering who the Bengals have besides AJ Green, uh, you know, could be a little bit of an issue there. But then again, AJ Green finally gets you know a little bit easier cornerback matchup without Jimmy Smith. So, I think there's maybe some sunnier skies ahead for him in this one. So. I'm so frustrated owning AJ Green at this point. Hey, I, it's it's one of those things where you, you know, we, maybe we didn't consider the cornerback matchups enough because you know he maybe he's not as matchup proof as he used to be. Maybe right. with this with this offense, maybe not. Even though they improved this year with the with the switch earlier on, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's having trouble getting separation too. We got to look into that a little more. I mean, you, you look at him at this point and you kind of go, "Is that all there is?" He's 29, and you think. You, I, you just thought there was going to be more. I mean, he had a couple of he had a few really nice years, right? But then you you kind of looked at him. And, I mean, this year I think I was drafting. You know, was he going at the turn somewhere, something like that? Yep, around there. And yeah. you're going, that's it. I mean, ten. He's going to wind up with you know eleven hundred and something yards and eight or nine touchdowns. And you go, eh. <laughs> but 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 that's that's full season. You know, week to week, it's been frustrating. Um, yeah. He's had, he's had, you know, he's, he's had those big games earlier in the year before the bye. Maybe the old offense was actually helping him instead of this one because it looked like – well, he actually had some really easy matchups early too. So He did. Well, the only two, they only had two games. He was 574, 567 before the offensive right. coordinator change. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. No. This is Plus the next game was against the Packers, so that was an easy matchup like you said. Um, all right, so Buffalo-Miami is next. So the Bills can make the playoffs. This game's at Miami. Buffalo – the Bills need to win. Then they need either a Ravens loss, which is probably not going to happen, or Tennessee and the Chargers to lose. Also, I don't think the Chargers are going to lose. Tennessee, we'll get to that one later. Um, recently, you know, looking at the last handful of weeks, the the Dolphins have been very shaky against opposing tight ends. This this is your Charles Clay stream again right here. I think so. Benjamin still hobbled. Uh, Zay Jones drops everything. <laughs> right. Uh, you know. So, yeah, I, I can see it um, that the safety play for the Dolphins and the linebacker coverage is is pretty pitiful. So I'm with you on that. And you mentioned Kenyon Drake. That's a that's just a great play. 
I think so. Um, he's gonna he's gonna get the ball a lot because they're just like, oh, it's Kenny and Drake. We're gonna we're gonna feature him because we have nothing else to play for, and he and he looks great. So um, the other one, Devontae Parker, he he is sort of making his late push. Two weeks ago, everybody was disgusted with him. Uh huh. And the last <laughs> two weeks, twenty two targets, eleven catches. 152 yards, which is not great production for that volume, but it's production. It's, 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 hey, this guy is stepping up to be the preferred target kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, I, can he still's magic wearing off a little bit? Um, yeah. I, I, I'll buy next year if it's cheap enough, depending on what the quarterback situation also looks like. Yep. Yeah. This Daniel. year was not cheap for him. Yeah. So. Right. I, well, I, I actually got him in round seven or eight in one lap in one draft, so I really couldn't complain about that. So, I guess. But this is it. But this is yeah. I mean, the floor is you know much lower than what we were expecting. Right. So, he, he guy should be averaging like sixteen, seventeen yards per catch, though. Yeah, he's he's, I mean, he's a freak. Yeah. And yeah, it's just too bad. All right. Um. But th- for this week, I could absolutely play him. No, no problem with that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, depends on depends on who White is guarding, but yeah. yeah. Um, Saints at Bucks. So if the Saints win, they win the NFC South. Same as if the Panthers lose, which is certainly a possibility at Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. The Saints are not getting the Saints are not moving up into the bye week situation. Unless, yeah, right. Well, actually, no, no one less. Actually, no one less. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because Car- Carolina has the shot, not New Orleans. Or right. Whatever. Um, because well, because the Saints lost to the Vikings. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So here, Deshaun Jackson back at practice. Um, Cameron Bray didn't practice Wednesday. We're not sure what the, what that means yet. Um, I I, th- I I don't think it's far fetched that the Bucks win this game. <laughs> um, I could see it. Maybe if Peyton Barber has a nice outing, which you know, I'm I'm more impressed by him the more I see him. Right. I, I, I just think the situation is good for him to kind of take this next year or at least, you know, get get, a, get in a tandem role. I think, you know, Charles Sims is whatever. Doug Martin is, is gone. But uh, Barber's, you know, he's gotten the volume and, uh, you know, that offensive line's terrible. So that's something he has to conquer himself. If they can improve that line next year, interesting to see what happens there. But anyway, uh, for this game, yeah, um, using Brait, if he actually stays healthy, would be good. Get Chris Godwin more involved. Keep him in yeah. there. He's exciting. I like him. He's playing. He, he's playing well. I agree. Um, yeah, this game. You know, so, sometimes when you, I mean, the Saints are clearly the better team. Um, the yeah. Bucks, since Jameis has been back, Jameis has played four games since he came back from his injury. Mm-hmm. They've lost all four, but they've lost by six, three, three, and three. Yeah, like, they played just well enough to lose, seemingly. Um, right. And I don't like. It's one of those games, where, and maybe this is. I mean, this isn't I'm not going to chalk this up to detailed analysis, but you know, when you you look at a game and you kind of you sometimes in addition to, you know, crunching the numbers and and looking at how the teams match up, you kind of have this image in your head a little bit at how you think it might go. I think we have to. I mean, and whether whether we follow it logically or not, I think like, oh, but, you know, the Bucks could win this somehow. And you could say. You, know, you could you could envision it being a late game or something like that, and then maybe it's a Patrick Murray affair. <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> and, and I, I see that what I, I think what I'm seeing in my head still sometimes, which is probably bad, is seeing the Saints on the road on grass and not liking them, which is probably bad <laughs> because That's it doesn't old, make as much yeah. sense as it used to. That's the old context. I, I but I, I get it. It's hard to hard to you know move away from that. But I don't know. I mean, 
you know, they have some injuries in, in, in the uh, in, on the defensive side. It's just, I mean, Evans, I think Mike Evans will get his, even though he's facing a tough Lattimore Crowley matchup. I think he'll get 10 targets just because. Right. It's Mike what he does. Uh, what he does with it, maybe he breaks a, maybe he breaks a deep one because of the safeties have been kind of shoddy for the Saints. And Winston, yeah, you're right. He's, he's improved with each game he's been back. 13.6 yards per attempt last week. Right. It's insane. Yeah. And I, I think. I'm I'm still in on Jameis a little bit. I don't love him, but I still think he's pretty solid. I could see some play action-y type of stuff mm-hmm. with Barber, even though I don't know how you sell how much will sell out for Barber, but I don't know. I, I, I think you're I think you're right. Winston's look kind of like peak form as he's looked all year, I think. So right. so we so we can, I think part of this also is that I'm rooting for a, a Panthers NFC South win in a, in a home playoff game. So. No bias whatsoever. No, uh, none. All right. Uh, Jags Titans. All right. This is weird <laughs> so it's at tennessee the titans yeah. are in if they win but they could also get in if they get a little help um with the with the chargers or the, uh and the bills losing now the jags the jags are number three right <clears throat> i i think they're i thought they were three or four no i think they're three um, no because kansas city's locked well that's right well, that's, that's right i guess they have to be so and doug marone is saying we're gonna play now, look, and I understand everybody saying, oh, Tom Coughlin is running the Jags and they played it out against the Patriots in 2007. OK, fine. That was different <laughs> <laughs> because, A, the Giants were horrendous. Locked, right? Even though they were locked into a spot, they were horrendous and they needed to play well. That's one. Number two, they were playing against history. They were trying to beat a 15 no team. OK, this yeah. is a different. This is just different. Like, Leonard Fournette's been nicked up a decent amount this year. Why on earth would you play him if you have to play again in the playoffs next week? That's a that's a bad idea. It's a yeah. terrible idea. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. And it, I mean, I do know it, but what they're saying is, well, you know, we're a football team. We're playing it out. We're not going to give away any games. I mean, OK, it's stupid. Well, you play in the first quarter if you're really going to play him. But I'm, I wouldn't even be the most comfortable with that. I mean, just 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 run Ivory and Yeldon out there and. Corey Grant, let them just kind of eat those carries because whatever, who cares? And you already have Marquise Lee, who's also banged up, also. So right. it's it's a it's a it's a it's a machismo thing for no reason. Yes, I mean, okay. The the question I have for you now: Do you believe him? I hope I hope it's bravado, false bravado. I really do, but I don't know, man. <laughs> some of these some of these coaches are just I don't know. I don't know they, either. They want to prove something, and I don't know what they have to prove. I, I don't get this. I don't get this at all. We, we thought this was going to be like you know this might have been for the division title a couple weeks ago. We were right. speculating, but then this is like you know Jacksonville really has nothing to play for. So you're uh, right. Um, Tennessee side, uh, Demarco Murray has a knee injury. They're hoping that he's going to play. Yep. This doesn't sound good. It doesn't. No, I mean carried off the field. I saw one, maybe two ligaments. I, there were there were conflicting reports when I was looking at it, but. You know, either way, going with the DFS running back before you talk about a FanDuel, Derrick Henry, fifty eight hundred. Yeah, so that looks awesome. Have the Corey Corey Clement Derrick Henry backfield pair. I have it right here. I'm writing it down. Clement so slash you're, Henry. You're, you're welcome for that. Yeah, there you go. If I win, you're getting money. <laughs> I am. I'm, yep. I'm claiming. I'm claiming a, a commission on that one. That's fine. All right, um, Kansas City and Denver. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to start quarterback for the Bucs. Yes. Andy Reid, total opposite of Doug Brown. Andy Reid's locked yep. in the four seed. He's going, I'm not playing anybody. Good, good for him. He's doing something right finally. Yes. <laughs> um, so you can't play Hunt, Kelsey, Hill, nope. 
I wouldn't. Smith is certainly not playing. Now, does this make you look at that? Plus, and look, we because we're this is a fantasy podcast. We focus on the skill players, but you would think that the def- the Kansas City defense is going to be treated similarly. That yeah, that their star players will not play a lot. Therefore, is C.J. Anderson just going to go bonkers? Yeah, I, I was saying before that's why I like him this week. Uh, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs run defense as a whole is weak. It, it might not be as much statistically, but I think that there's a lot of holes in that in that linebacker game. So yeah, I I mean if, if I could play like Clem, Clement Henry and C.J. Anderson, I would be all over that um, yeah. somehow. But you know it has to be a flex you know format that it does that. But yeah, um, like, I like the Broncos defense too. I mean I think there's a rebound there. None of these guys play. It's kind of easy. <laughs> all right, the other um, Paxton Lynch. Anybody? You in? Eh. <laughs> Still, so I, I don't know if it's going that far. <laughs> that is going kind of far, isn't it? I, I think the run game is a little safer um, for with Anderson, but you know, I, I mean, Demarius Thomas. I think if without if Pierce isn't going to play, Demarius Thomas looks pretty solid. You know, I mean, Sanders is still hobbled, I believe. So right. Yeah. All right. Um, weird, weird, weird. Seven. I hate week seventeen. No, it's, it's, fun. It, it's fun, but it's, it's fun. Uh, last year. Sorry, not last year. I was thinking of Rex Burkhead again. Um, Raiders, Chargers. So the Chargers can get in, but they need help. They need to win first. Um, they need the Ravens to win, which is likely. They need the Titans to lose, which is a big fat maybe. Uh, or they could get in a Tennessee loss. And yeah, the t- basically they need the Titans to lose. Um, Melvin Gordon sounds like a shaky proposition uh, brandon oliver you're gonna if you're playing week 17 and you still have waiver pickups you probably should pick up brandon oliver even if you don't need him pick him up to keep him away from your opponent i i guess um i mean he'll probably get the typical he would get the between the tackles work i don't think i don't think eckler would be really that much of a um you know he wouldn't gain too much in his role i guess is what i'm trying to say right so maybe oliver's probably yeah, it's it's not a bad stash, like you said, preventative. If if nothing else, if you have other good running backs. So Eckler so. full practice Wednesday, but still still has a broken hand. Did I read? It, that, that doesn't sound Bro- broken ring finger. Oh, so all right. It's his left hand. You know, it, it depends on if he has to carry the ball on that side. You know, it's uh, and, and obviously running back with with a hand problem, not the greatest thing to have. But, not at all. Um, <laughs> but I, I still kind of like him if they just dump the ball off to him like six times. You know. Right. It's a good that's a good PPR play, I think. Um last game, Niners no, not the last game. Uh oh. Niners Rams is next. Yeah. Um Sean McVay, another one saying he now he could be the three or the four, but he's not messing around. It sounds like uh Goff and Gurley are not gonna play. You yeah. would think that means Robert Woods won't play too much. Cup maybe. I mean, you know, you only have so many the, receivers. Right. They'll probably maybe mix in and out a little bit more and they'll have you know Someone else is kind of filling in among the depth players, like the number three or something. Just to, like to keep them all fresh, I guess. Right. Aaron Donald's probably not going to play either. I wouldn't think so. I would hope not. Right. And some <laughs> of his some of his teammates probably in a similar boat. So we're yeah. back on a Niner bandwagon this week, I guess. Yeah, it, it's 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 teetering in that favor a little bit more. Sure. Uh, Jimmy G probably top ten quarterback this week. That's not not that not that's been a stretch of lately, but you know, um, you know, good win. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> The secondary is kind of weak there. Um, Jimmy, Jim, you know, um, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I'm kind of back on. Carlos Hyde, though, he's been sort of okay, but he's he's, he's lost work to Brita the last yeah. handful I mean, of weeks. I mean, that was the caveat I've been talking about, just the fact that I think they need the pass protection of Brita a little more with Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just uh, 
Uh, I mean, Hyde got the volume and he wasn't efficient with it last week, but he got the he finally got the touchdown. So that was, you know, thank thank you for that. I guess in week 16, we needed that. So who um, what number quarterback will Jimmy G be next season drafted drafted? Yep. Nine, probably. OK, um, I don't think he'll be worth that every every game. I mean, I do. I do think that there's potential if he does stick with the Niners, even though I'm, I'm I think that he can kind of adapt to most offenses right now. But depends on the line will depend on a little bit of skill. But I, I could easily see people overvaluing him in a bad situation anyway. So. OK, I mean, if they, if they if they upgrade a little bit around him, including get, getting him a real receiver. Not that I, I com- I'm oh. complaining about Marquise Goodwin because I think he's got some use. But if if yeah. I mean, the you know, the coach is seems to be a pretty good play caller. I don't know. Yeah. This is this is this is fantasy gold. Possibly, I just don't know if it happens next year. Yeah, I mean, so. Goodwin, Goodwin, Pierre Garcon, Devonte Adams—that <laughs> could be cool. <laughs> what what name will fantasy owners hear more over the summer? Jimmy Garoppolo or Meghan Markle? <laughs> Who's going to get more annoying? <laughs> fantasy owners. We, we, we pay te- we pay attention to, to to royal weddings. Who will we get sick of on Twitter more in July? <laughs> Uh, is it july when's that wedding i don't even know john i think you know more about than i do um (laughs) i I was saying my wife the other day i don't know what happened i was like on on the internet like reading twitter i'm going oh my god i'm already sick of this poor woman i can't even look at her i'm sure she's like what the hell did i just get into yeah um but jimmy g's gonna be up there we're gonna be we're gonna be all jimmy g all the time next next summer trending topics absolutely all my niners fans are already like you know just like you know the, the hard eyes emoji that that's them right yeah. now. So, all right. Last game, <laughs> yeah. uh, Cardinals Seahawks. Seahawks need to win, and they also need the Panthers to win. Um, so the Seahawks are going to be playing it out against Drew Stanton. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing your Seahawks here. We talked about Mike Davis. You're certain play. You're certainly playing Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think you're playing Graham too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Peterson. I think he was. On Doug Baldwin for at least part of Week Ten, but Baldwin still did pretty well. Ninety-five receiving yards, five of six on targets. Right. So he's, you know, Baldwin's have a guy. He he can escape bad cornerbacks because he'll be slot most of the time. So yes, right. He's still, a different I, char- kind of character. I agree. That's that's why I don't worry as much about Baldwin's, but we'll see. Okay. I, I, I still would play all the main the main you know guys there. Got it. I would too. Not, yeah, not Davis really, but we'll see. Um, and um, what just to I'm going to refresh my own memory here um, about the the Cardinals backfield the other day. Kern Williams was back against the Giants, right? Sixteen for fifty-one against yeah, the Giants. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. I mean, lots of volume, not a lot of production again for Kern Williams. But, yeah, I mean oh. Elijah Penny's hobbled a bit too. They both are still. I mean Williams is still who's. Practice was limited Wednesday, quad injury, also rib apparently, and yeah, I don't know. Williams is the one that get you know that's the most exciting. Still, I I liked him early in the season when the whole David Johnson thing went down. I I, I guess I'd stick with him now, but you know when are you going to use him? I I really don't find a place where I'm excited to use him. Right. Um, I'm going to read one more thing of one player we discussed earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read a tweet from our friend Vlad Sedler, who does the DFS podcast. Don't look now, but Kenny Galladay has outsnapped Golden Tate three weeks in a row. He's going to end his season the same way it started with two touchdown catches. Vlad's smarter than me. So. Yeah, Vlad's a pretty smart guy, so <laughs> I, I would not put it past Galladay to do that. So. Oh, my gosh. What was the nickname? 
Babytron? Uh, yeah. Right. Or Galladay Road or, you know. Right. It was Kenny G or Babytron. I think uh, J.J. Zacharias from Number Fire was pushing Babytron here in, in, in the summer. All right. Excellent. Folks, so listeners to our podcast, get a free 10-day RotoWire trial. RotoWire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. Let's you check out nearly all the features on the site. Take a look now. RotoWire.com slash pod. Tim, what are you doing the rest of the week? Uh, a lot of baseball. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we unfortunately we, ha- we we will not have the um you know the Facebook live chats we you know we kind of decided the the volume week seventeen probably isn't going to be there but we're going to be having a thread up over the weekend if you are playing uh just you know throw your questions there probably do some DFS stuff on there as well just to kind of you know add some more fire to what's going on the weekend definitely you know everyone should check out the DFS tools on the site for sure um you know uh our subscribers get uh, access to our DFS optimizers so you can set the you know great lineup for this one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, there's still, there's still a lot of fancy action left for the next couple of weeks. You got the, you know, the, the playoff, uh, DFS as well. That'll be going on. So we'll, we'll be have tips for that. I would, I would imagine. So yeah, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm veering off a little bit to baseball now, uh, but I'll still definitely still answer questions throughout the, the playoffs as I'll be playing DFS as well. So, uh, yeah, this, uh, it's been a fun season, John. It's, it has uh, it's, been a fun it's been, season. It's been great. I, I've enjoyed this every week. I've, you know, yeah. as, as you, everybody I've worked with here, uh, and, and certainly you bring it every week, lots of great yeah. information and, and, and we work hard and I know I appreciate the, uh, the advice I get on here from you. So I'm, I'm sure everybody oh. else does too. Thanks man. Yeah. I mean, you and I have been doing podcasts for a long time, so, yes. and, and we haven't, you know, broken up yet. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. All right. Folks, um, if you like this podcast, please leave us a review and a rating wherever you're listening. We always appreciate that. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Road to Our Fantasy Football Podcast sponsored by FanDuel. Derek and I will be back Friday afternoon. We'll sort of wrap up the news notes, see if we can learn anything more about these, these resting player fiascos for Week 17. So uh, come on back, Dan. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? magnesium breakthrough from bioptimizers the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code balance 10 for 10 percent off support your journey to wellness at b-i-o-p-t-i-m-i-z-e-r-s.com forward slash balance magnesium breakthrough from bioptimizers your foundation to optimal health and vitality